This week on Not Sauce for Work, my co-host Terry Tam and I discuss how we don't know anything about the NFL, how LeBron's fistfights relates to freedom and China, whose job it is to clean and vomit, and we'll get into many more topics on this episode of Not Sauce for Work on the Hot Sauce Sports Podcast Network. Everyone, you were listening to perhaps watching Not Sauce for Work. Terry Tam returns from the Mecca, from Madison Square Garden and New York City. I led, of course, with the more important part, the Mecca. Um, how was your first experience at MSG? Second experience. Oh, second. Awesome. Yeah, I went to go see a, a Knicks game. game. I think it was against the Raptors, actually, a few years ago. And uh, then I, as we were booking for New York, I saw that the Pacers were playing. And I'm like, this is perfect. Yeah, so, And then... Coincidentally, the night after the Habs were playing, and I had no idea. Yeah, Alex, the intern, posted that, but it's it's okay. the The Habs are not an NHL team at the moment, so it's fine. Uh, it's fine to have missed it. Um, <laughs> Eagle, how are you? And you're what is it that you're eating? Don't 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 promote the place because they don't give us money. Um, no. I guess you could call it a Greek putsin. So it's the long cut fries that have been deep fried, uh, covered with feta cheese. Then there is, um, I guess, a Tito that's been shaved off, like basically pork souvlaki. I could have got chicken, but I like the pork better. Mm -hmm. And all that is then glazed with tzatziki. You're going to die soon. That's fine. Okay. I wanted to be clear about it. Um, you're going to die soon. I, had a, I actually had a, um, an interesting situation happen to me last week. Um, it was on... Sorry, it was on Thursday, I, I was taking the bus. You guys know me. I'm a combination of like the environment, take the bus, slash too cheap to pay for a car. So <laughs> taking a bus uh, on my way to work. And um, while I'm sitting there, uh, a dude gets on. He's got a cane. And he brings in um, a 12-pack of Corona. I'm like, okay, it's, it's in the morning, but I was like, whatever. He's probably going to some place. He's going to chill for the day, maybe play some Mario Party, slam some beers. Like, you know, day off, right? Like, whatever. It's, it seems like a thing that might happen. So I have my AirPods in, and I'm um, scrolling through Twitter and collecting stories for what would be this week's show and, you know, the normal things I do on the bus. Um, at first, I have noise cancellation on, so I can't hear anything. But at one point, uh, so let's call that guy Beer Guy. Uh, at one point, another guy gets in. Let's call him Douchebag Vigilante. So Douchebag <laughs> Vigilante sits down um, in front of me, and I see him keep looking behind me. So I quickly reach over and click and, and turn on the transparency so I can sort of get a, an idea of what's going on around me. And I hear, like, bottles clanking together, and I look behind me, and beer guy is about six or seven beers in. And this is in about 10 minutes that we've been on the bus together. Like, my, my bus time commute is not very long to, to work. So this is about 10 minutes together. Can I ask a question here? Quick question. Was the beer case open 
When he first got on? When he first got on the bus. No, it was close. It was sealed. So he drank that, six bottles. Yeah, it never appeared to me that he was drinking when he first got on the bus, right? I assumed he was going to some place. Like, he's going to his buddy's house or whatever. A little bit older than, than, than me, let's say. So maybe it's a day off. Whatever whatever the case is. Maybe he's going to right, a party later maybe, that day. Maybe he had drank, like, four or five of them or something. Yeah, maybe it's a, you know, he's showing up early to help prepare for lunch. Like, whatever, sure. whatever it is, you know? But no, he's slamming. And, like, at this point, he's, he's downing a beer every two minutes. A Corona every two minutes. Um, and, and so like a uh, douchebag vigilante gets up and starts confronting him and the guy is like at this point pretty drunk and telling him to, to, to screw off and like, you know, I get it. He's not supposed to be drinking on the bus, but also like, who cares? Who's he <laughs> hurting? Part, right. So he goes to the bus driver. Now uh, I, my ear pods are completely off cause I'm like this, this is getting out of hand. I, I got very interested. World star. Yeah. World star. <laughs> very, world star. <laughs> very world star. And, um, he, st- he tells the bus driver. Um, he tells the bus driver, you need to stop immediately because there's a guy drinking on the bus. And the bus driver says, I noticed him. I've called the police. I put the, I put on the alert on the bus. They're going to stop on, on route, but like, I'm not stopping the bus because nobody's in danger. People have to get to work. People have to get to school, so on and so forth. So the guy gets angry, sits down, and starts glaring back at beer guy. Right? So This guy needs to have sex like today. Yeah, 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 clearly. Um, although so constipated. Maybe with the second part of the story, you'll see how he doesn't deserve it. So This guy oh. is the reason why things escalate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, you, exactly. you have no idea, my friend. So these two, uh, we get to uh, we get to a stop where there's there's typically a lot of police officers. There's a bridge coming in, coming into Laval. Um, so uh, the cops get on two, like, just young, jacked cops, you know, like guys who, you know, are working that shift who are still – Fit, still young, still at the prime of their careers, kind of thing, you know. And they go over and they they gather pretty early on. Like this guy's either got something wrong, or or maybe he's maybe he's uh, an alcoholic, right? And so they start talking to him very gently, like, "Sir, you need to come with us." And he's like, "I'm not bothering." I'm like, "Well, I, you are bothering some people. So either way, you got to come off the bus with us. We're gonna confiscate your beers, but uh, we're not gonna give you a ticket. We're gonna wait with you a little bit, and when we when you're okay to get on the next bus, you're gonna get on the next bus, like as gently as they possibly could, right? So eventually, after about half an hour of arguing and them just staying super calm, super patient, on top of this, you know, we're also always on high alert when it comes to police and dealing with minorities. It was a black dude. It was cool to see one of these transactions go really, really smoothly, and I would. It felt safe, and, and, and the guy felt cared for. But... <laughs> but so they're leading him off the bus. And as he's leading him off the bus, he notices the douchebag vigilante glaring at him, right? And so he starts telling him, well, why don't you come outside? Come outside, and we'll talk about these beers outside, so on and so forth. And yeah. the, guy, the guy gets up, and out of his pocket, I see him pull out a telescopic club, right? He's about to bull rush the drunk guy. And two jacked, like 450 pounds of law enforcement with a bat. So before I know it, um, this is incredibly dumb of me. I'm Unlike you, Terry, I have no training in martial arts. Without even <laughs> realizing it, I'm now face-to-face with the guy, like inches away, telling him, yo, bro, chill, sit down. You're going to die right now if you don't sit oh, down. Oh, you got involved. Yeah, yeah. I told him to sit down. Eventually, he chilled. Like, for all I know, I, I may have seen this guy' life. This guy's life because he was about to go charge at police officers with a weapon, and those two cops, as gentle as they're being with that guy, they looked like they can break somebody into pieces. And oh, yeah. anyway, the guy was really irritated with me. Um, Beers guy. Um, hopefully, he had 
you know, went out, bought another 12 pack, got wasted somewhere else. But really, really strange ride on the way to work. It took me, I respect it took me an hour and a half for a 37 minute bus ride. <laughs> I, I, I respect people that can just crack open a beer in public because I, when I was in New York, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't find a bathroom. I, we went to Target and I ran to the bathroom in Target. I get in there. I had to take a shit. It wasn't just a piss. Like yeah, a piss, yeah. I would have peed anywhere, right? It's New York. It's, the city's a bathroom, literally. Yeah. And um, so I go and I have to take a shit. So I go in there and there's only one stall and one urinal. So I see a guy waiting for the stall, this older guy. And there was a guy in there that was handicapped. There was a handicapped stall as well. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be forever. So the guy that's in there with me, he he kind of looks at the stall, looks at me. He's like, "Well, I guess we're gonna be here for a while." And he cracks open a like tall Coors Light, <laughs> and he start. I was wearing my, my Mets hat, and he starts talking to me about the Mets and how he used to play with this guy. I forgot the guy's name. Bobby uh, Rick's no Rick Cerrone or something. And I was like, "Oh yeah, cool." He's like, "Yeah, I played with him at Seton Hall." He's telling me his whole high school. Baseball career, how he was a catcher, and all he could have made it, but he didn't. I'm like, well, like, meanwhile, you're pinching a nugget. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then I, I was like, all right, man, have a good one. So I left without taking a shit. This was, um, this was perhaps the greatest moment of me recognizing my white privilege because I used to drink on the bus all the time. Never a twelve pack, but a single beer. Also, never at nine thirty in the morning. But still, also, it was never a problem. It was never. It's never. No one's ever complained about me drinking a beer on the bus. Um, so yeah, um, interesting stories all around. But we have a ton of news to get to, so let's get to it. Okay. Not even the weekly news. Yeah. the news um i've been disappointed by the last couple of weeks of red zone the uh the the evening games have actually been quite good but the the red zone past couple of weeks i just feel like i don't even know what i'm watching anymore i don't i can't tell you who's good in the nfl and i thought i would like that it turns out i like excellence i like when things are very good and things are very bad i want to see the difference between what sucks and what's great well, um, I mean, I, I don't watch that much of Red Zone. Like, I'll tune in once in a while, but I, I'll I'll just stick to a game. I'll pick a game and I'll watch it. That's it. Well, I'll usually I have usually a game. So I had the Dolphins game on um, with no volume, and I had Red Zone on with volume, so that I can follow along what's happening during the day, uh, but also primarily watch my game. It also depends on which games are on, because some days watching Red Zone for the games isn't worth it. This was yeah, the exactly. Sunday. Uh, and then at one point, Scott Hansen informed me that there were 27 missed kicks. And I was like, what are we doing? What are we doing? There's 27 missed kicks in the That's NFL crazy. on Sunday. And one of the things I was thinking about, Terry, was um, they moved the extra point line back, right? But like when a team kicks a field goal from there, that's a chip shot. Why can't they make the extra point? I don't understand. That makes no sense. It's, it's, it's like I think it, it's, it has to be mental because – if you can make the kick once, then your muscle memory is allowed, allowing you to make it. We'll, we'll make sure you'll make it every single time. The only thing that can get in your that can get in the way of that is is in your brain. That's why, like, there's this whole thing. Ryan Clark went on. He said kickers aren't football players, and Pat McAfee took offense to it. Like kickers, it's not that they're not football players. Is that you don't really need them except for this one tiny moment where it's such a well, it's a one tiny big moment. And when they don't, when they miss, it's like you hate them. But when they get it, they're part of the boys, you know. So it's like, it's a, it's a thankless job. It's a it, thankless job. It absolutely job. is. It absolutely it's is. Tough. You're also sitting on the bench cold for like 
80 minutes of a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and some of these kickers are like with no long sleeves and shit. Like Harrison Butker the other day for the for the Chiefs. I'm like, this it's cold out, and this guy's wearing – he's got nothing under his stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, it's we, crazy. St- stop being tough. You're a kicker. Like, if I'm a kicker, I'm wearing a Canada Goose yeah. jacket. I- I'm wearing snow pants. Okay? I'm, I'm being all bundled till like, I need to get on the field, you know? Yeah. You know when they start warming up on the sideline? That's when you take off your coat. That's when you take yeah. off your snow pants. You can have the little buttons on the side that, like, pop when you pull them off, right? Oh, like the, like the 90s basketball Yes, pants. exactly. Genius. Genius. No, so football, football uh, bench jackets are, like, made so they button down in front of you. Mm-hmm. But they cover your shoulder pads, so you're covered completely. Yeah, they're, they're unbelievable. Those jackets, like they're so warm. So you, and you just rip out of them like Superman. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. You should do, pretty awesome. They should do that. Kickers should do that, and like they have to run to like f- the midfield with that jacket on and just like rip it off for the game-winning field goal. <laughs> I, that's what we, we need a kicker with swag. We need like the Cam Newton of of kickers to like you know come out of the cloud of dust, tear off the jacket, spend twenty minutes like celebrating before Which, he gets the kick. Which kickers have been like 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 polarizing? Like there's Martin Gramatica used to celebrate all the time. Uh, Marquette King, the punter from the the Raiders. Marquette, yeah, Marquette King. Doesn't doesn't Pittsburgh have a, a guy now who's like pretty? He's like oh, a nutcase. Chris Boswell. Chris Boswell is like the most like blue collar kicker in the world. No, no, no. The punter. The punter. Oh yeah, the Jack dude. Well, not he's pudgy jacked. Yeah, he's like pudgy, but he's yeah. like tough. He like he'll put, go downfield. He'll smack people. Like we need more people like that. Pat McAfee style. There was a, a kicker in the nineties for the Bucks, Presley was, Harvin the third. That's the one. Yeah, P- Presley Harvin. There was a kicker uh, for the Bucks in the nineties. I had his football card. I don't remember his name. Um, he was an African last name, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. He was indicted on fraud like two years after. Uh, after retiring from the NFL. Um, sadly, it's become more and more common, it seems, that, that this happens. But yeah, he was indicted on health insurance fraud uh, after uh, after his NFL career. So like, there's, I guess there's that kind of uh, a polarizing kicker as well. Um, yeah. Adam Vinatieri going at uh, Peyton Manning. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. That's a good one. I Peyton mean, Manning told him to shut up because he was a kicker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Which is the only couple. response necessary. Uh, Olondo Mare of the Dolphins, Hyzinga uh, once said the reason the Dolphins didn't make the playoffs was because of Olondo Mare. He put it sl- solely on the uh, shoulders of his uh, soccer player slash place kicker. Who did that? Bill Parcells? No, it was, uh, um, I just said it, the guy who was still in Blockbuster. Hyzinga. Hyzinga, that's Wayne Hyzinga. Um, he yeah. also, he, he's also was part of like the whole thing with the Expos, no? Well, indirectly, yeah, because of the, indirectly, the yeah. sale to the Marlins and all that stuff. Um, he knew how to sell stuff before it went bad, right? The Marlins, Blockbuster. Yeah, it's true. The Dolphins. <laughs> He's a great salesman. We should get him on board for Hot Sauce Sports. Seriously. Right before we go bad, like, you just sell the show. Um, yeah, and then, like, you have a game like... Sell like, this. Terry, like, we have a game like, you know, I'm gearing up for Mahomes versus Dak, right? I think it's going to be fireworks. And they combine for zero passing touchdowns in probably a much more plotting game than we thought it would be. It was the game I was waiting for it. I'm like, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be. A, I didn't expect it to be like a lot of people expect like a barn burner. I didn't expect it to be like 45 to 41 or anything, but I expected like a 31 to 27, something like you that. Expected you expected know? something to happen. I expected I the Cowboys to score one touchdown. Yeah, was that hard? <laughs> well, so so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like apparently, 
um, and, and you know, later on, Mike Vrabel says in a press conference how he doesn't want to make excuses because of injuries. Yeah, you lost Derrick Henry. That's not that's not an excuse. That's a reason your team sucks. The reason, yeah, exactly. Like apparently, the reason that the 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 Chiefs had uh, such a bad defense was. Uh, Chandler Jones had to play. Uh, sorry, Chris Jones had to play outside instead of inside, and apparently this transforms their defense completely because it's not even that Dak was bad. Nothing was open, and there was pressure constantly. And we're not used to seeing that. No, I don't think Dak played Cowboys. well at all. Oh, I don't. I don't think he did great, but like, I mean, it's not like they were showing clips of open wide receivers or he had all day to throw. Like, it just seemed like there was nothing available the entire game. It's not that there was nothing available. Is that he was underthrowing guys who should be overthrowing. Like, how many times did he... Like, there was that one play to Cedric Wilson. There was that another one to, to CeeDee Lamb. If he overthrows them, they're touchdowns. Because those guys were burning the DBs. They, he when he's hits, underthrowing he them... Also, he also hit Cedric Wilson in the chest at one point and it was dropped. Cedric Wilson had a couple drops. Cedric Wilson played like shit, too. Like, the offense didn't play great at all. Like, Zeke was the only part of that offense that was rolling and Tony. And but they didn't do anything else, you know. Like Dak, Dak did not have a good game at all. I, I thought that after the game against Carolina, he bounced back against the Falcons, and I was like, okay, that was his one game this year. He's gonna play shit, and now let's back into it. But then we have the Chiefs, and the Chiefs, you know what? They're good. They're even, good team. even though they had like a rough start to the year, they're now their first place. They're a good fucking team again. Mahomes isn't what he was before, but like we can't take him lightly. So and actually, I, I, I had know. this conversation with Duke. I just Duke. think that Dak could have played much better. I had this conversation with Duke. I'm not sure if it was last week or off air, but I had a conversation with him about how essentially there's a bunch of graph, like a bunch of analytics that say Mahomes is actually the exact same quarterback. The results are just different. So yeah. he was unnaturally lucky the first couple of years based on his interceptable passes, like balls that should have been intercepted that weren't. Whereas this year he's exceedingly unlucky. Yeah. Whereas like he's actually throwing less interceptable pass like slightly less but more of them are being intercepted but he's a guy who takes chances he's always been a guy who takes chances that's also the thing that makes him special too too, right so i mean it's a give and take um but yeah so like the thing is terry like you know to go back on what Vrabel said about not making excuses like the thing is amari cooper to cedric wilson is a downgrade by any stretch of the imagination and the reason why cedric wilson is making all of those uh all he's playing on that many plays in the game is they don't have Amari Cooper that day. You know what I mean? And, and CeeDee Lamb went down at half. That's true. He had a, he had a concussion as well. So, like, it's yeah, so not Lamb the didn't same come back the second half. No, you're working with Gallup. You're working with Wilson. And you're working with a couple other guys. But, like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't the same team. I, I agree. But it was also a game that they could have won about four times. And they just couldn't punch it in. How many times did they have the ball and they had to go for a field goal? You know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. they, had, first, they had first and goal and they went for a field goal once. So there, there's that. It's like I think it was bad play calling overall, and Dak just underthrowing a lot of players. At least, at least they didn't uh, have a 13 minute drive that ended in a field goal from the one, like the Niners, in the uh, <laughs> their first drive of the day. I was, I was depressed. It just started my my football Friday, and I was like, oh, this can't be the whole day. <laughs> I can't keep watching. 13 minutes for a field goal, 99, whatever how many yards it was for a field goal. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was rough. It was rough. That's crazy talk. M- meanwhile, though, Lamar Jackson, who keeps missing games for illness, it's I I don't I can't remember a, t- a time where quarterbacks missed multiple games, uh, because he's been sick. But I mean, I believe him. Obviously, football's a tough game. Uh, guys don't miss games for no reason. At the same time, Tyler Hundley comes in. He makes one throw to to Watkins and wins the game. 
And uh, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, we don't know anything about football. Like we no. don't, we don't know. Like because like back up, like if I, I didn't put money on the game, but if I if I was, the second I see Lamar Jackson is out, I'm throwing money before that line moves, right? And then I would have lost that bet because of Tyler Huntley. I would have never been able to look Tyler Huntley in the eyes. <laughs> you would never be able to strike up a friendship with Tyler. No, Huntley. it'd be over. He, we'd be done. We'd be done. <laughs> You'd be like, you want Tyler Huntley on the show? I'd be like, fuck you, Eagle. We're not putting Tyler Huntley on the show. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was just, it was just a wild day in that way. And like, so I have a question to pose to you, Terry, you, you've played football, you understand the game. Um, New Orleans is five and five. The Vikings are five and five. Which one's good? Why? How are they the same team? I think New Orleans, I think New Orleans is a better team than the Vikings. I think they're a better better offense. No, they're definitely not a better offense. The defense isn't playing pretty good. The Vikings overall are a better roster. Like they should be a lot better than they are, mm-hmm. but I just think that when I look at the when I look at New Orleans, I'm not like when I look at the Vikings. I like I know there might be a shit show today. With the Saints, I don't see it that way. Like with the Saints, is like okay, they they're gonna fight and they're gonna battle against every team, no matter what. They're like just one of those ugly teams to play against. You don't want to play against them. The Vikings, it's like if they're not at home, it's almost a guaranteed win. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the so. way I see it. With Minnesota, I know John's not gonna like that, but like, it's it's just the reality because Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? John is is uh, I think his Montreal Canadiens fandom has affected his uh, Vikings fandom though because he he seems as down about the Vikings as he is about the Habs at all times. So yeah, um, I just feel that way. I also just quickly want to point out the quality of the wins because the Vikings this year have beaten the Seahawks, the Lions. The Panthers, the Chargers, and this week the Packers. The Saints, their five wins have come against the Packers, the Patriots, the uh, WFT Washington Football Team, the Seahawks, and the Buccaneers. So they're not the greatest of matchups on either one, but I think the Saints probably have the harder schedule in that sense. But the they, fact that the Saints lost to the Bucks and the and the Pats means that it, the Pats they prepare better than anybody. They've always had. They always will. As long as Bill checks there, they're the best, most prepared team. So the fact that they can win that game and then they, on top of that they can win against the Bucks a division game that's pretty crazy to me. I think the Saints are better than the Vikings. But so also, when did the Pats get good? Is <laughs> another thing where like they they've always the been good. No, they didn't. They started the season by losing to the Dolphins. Come on. No, no, but that's the thing. That's the thing, though. They, they've always been good. It's just that the Dolphins improved so much and the Bills are who the Bills are that we just kind of, like, forgot about who the Pats are. Like, just because Brady's not there doesn't mean they're not a good you're not team su- anymore. You're not supposed to go from having the greatest quarterback of all time to instantly being good. Terry, you know this like I know this. You lose a quarterback. You're not supposed to be like the Packers. You're supposed to suck for at least. It doesn't 10 years. mean that it doesn't. Okay, happen. You're supposed no. to suck for ten years. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen. You're supposed to suck for ten years. I, <laughs> I think the you big need difference your Drew here, Henson though, years. The, the big difference here is I think Belichick and McDaniel's have figured out how to bring Mac Jones up a level, and in the meantime, they're doing just enough to win games by controlling the tempo of the game and calling good defenses and calling an offense that's simple to execute but hard to defend against. Right, like. It's classic Belichick coaching, exactly. But so for a while, uh, Chris Sims coached on that staff. 
with the Patriots. We all we've all come to know that Chris Sims is pretty great at breaking down tape and and understanding schemes and quarterback. Like he does that now for uh, for Pro Football Focus and NBC Sports and all that stuff, right? So, like it's clear that he's good at doing that. Right? He's made a living of it, right? So, but he he explained at one point about three or four years ago that his job was to scout the week in advance uh, team. So. Let's say it's week 14. He's scouting the week 15 opponent uh, in the video room, and he's breaking down uh, all, of their, all of their plays, like all their pass plays from all of their games, all their run plays from all their games, all their defensive sets and all their games, and filling out between 37 and 40 um, categories so that they can send it off to their statisticians and, and just sort of develop trends. But here's the thing. I learned that three years ago. The rest of the NFL should have also learned that. Why isn't every team doing it then? Because football is just like one of those old school ways of thinking. It's like, no, we have our way of doing it. We're going to do it this way. You think Vic Fangio was looking two weeks in advance? I mean, <laughs> he should because the guy he's competing against is Bill Belichick. And do you think Joe Judge is looking two weeks in advance? I don't think Joe Judge – like. Um, I think if he if he left a frozen Snickers in his in his freezer, he's not even looking that far in advance. He so forgot Nick Sirianni's looking. Nick Sirianni's looking four weeks in advance. Oh, so well, I mean, maybe he did transform the offense in a couple of weeks. Yeah, they look, they look good actually. Yeah, they do. They do look good. I will say. Yeah, I don't um, think he's that bad of a coach. I actually think he's a good coach. I just think that he's we'll just. He's a weird way of talking. That's pretty much. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I can I have a hard time believing that genius can be kept in that vessel. You know what well, I mean? You don't need to be a genius. You just need to be like, you know, smarter than. Yeah, you need to be smarter than the top two percent of the world that has those jobs. You need to be smarter than me trying to beat the the guy in the middle of Times Square challenging people at chess while I'm I hammered. saw that. You got destroyed. He got mad at you because of how much you sucked at chess. No, he was getting mad at me because I wasn't focusing. He was he, super nice. Yeah. He told you. Super he's nice. like, I want you to focus. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, focus. <laughs> he's like, he's, what did he say? He said, uh, like, you got to play. You got to focus and play because I'm going to beat you. <laughs> so, okay. You don't want excuses. Yeah. <laughs> He's Mike Vrabel. You don't want excuses for beating yeah, Terry, yeah. do you even I, like, have I didn't even a try chess and ELO rating? What? Do you even have an ELO rating in chess? No, I do not. Do you even know how to play chess? I do know how to play chess. Do you, though? To a certain extent. like, I mean, I do. Like, I know the basic concepts of chess, but I don't understand. Like, like a guy like him who plays it all the time, he had like a stack of books with like notes. They're all ripped up. Like a guy like him who studies it, I'll never be better than I have a friend, Anthony, who studies it. He plays a lot. I'll never be better than him. I'll, like I've beaten guys that are just like casual guys like me. I used to play a lot in high school. Okay, so I what's, love your, the what's your favorite drop. chess oh, wait, opening? Wait, wait, let's just go ahead with one quick thing, though. I love the name drop of I know a guy, Anthony. It's pretty good. It's a random guy yeah, yeah. with most most common name. No, but just to say. I know like, a guy, I, named, I know a guy Mike. He delivers pizzas. <laughs> I'm using him as an example. Like he's like, he's a guy. Who, he's I, I know he's like average Joe, but he plays a lot, so I won't beat him. And my favorite opening is I don't really have one. I just know what the moves do, and I try and win as much as I can. So what Terry's describing is he, he plays chess like peas. He knows what the pieces are allowed to do. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> that's what he means by knows chess. And, and you went. I say I know chess. And too. you went to New York with a chess hustler and paid money to lose. Well, yeah, you ten bucks lose. Bucks. I was also hammered. So, like, did I really time. lose that money? <laughs> no, because I saw. It you saved know what? you, you know, buying a drink. Good mood. 
I was in a good mood that night. You know what happened? I booked random tickets to the Comedy Cellar. So all it is is you see just a bunch of random comedians. Then all of a sudden, Kevin Hart shows up in those 30 minutes. Oh, that's then, crazy. Yeah. Then we got hammered. Well, I was already hammered at that time. And we went back to Times Square. And uh, as I was walking back to the hotel, I saw this guy. And I was like, oh, we just had a couple slices of pizza too. So I'm like, let me pop a squad here. He's like 10 bucks a game. So I gave him 20 and we played two games. Last 10 minutes, but it was good. <laughs> It's a quick way to lose twenty bucks. It's all. It's all good. At one point, there was a guy. At one point, there was a guy like giving me advice, and he they were gonna fight like a legit fist fight. Did one of them have a telescopic bat? No telescopic bats. I Thank didn't see God. any. Thank no. God. Um, the the uh, so during the Bears game, uh, the fans started uh, chanting to fire Nagy. I was legitimately surprised they didn't cut him loose in the off season. I don't. I very rarely, unless your name is Adam Gase, call for your job. I will say that the team hasn't gotten any better since the double doink, right? It hasn't only been during the Bears game itself they were chanting that. During the Bulls game, they were also wow. chanting fire Nagy. During Nagy's son's football game, they were chanting no, fire Nagy. That's bad. Okay, I that's bad. I, don't I, I can't imagine Chicago. that we got to the place where the Bulls got good faster than the Bears. The Bulls were terrible like two years ago and look at them now man all you needed is alex caruso well that's it they're, they're, all you needed was a documentary on mj they're, they're yeah they're, they're a little fake they're they're basically last year's knicks you'll see yeah no, no, yeah no i see that they're, they're for I, sure do, knicks. I, I do like the team though like yeah, it's a fun team how, how could you not wa- enjoy watching them play like i caught them a few times. i'm not a huge basketball guy but i caught them a bit and i watched like a, the, the second half of their game and it was like I like watching DeRozan and all these guys. Like, it's a good team. Yeah, I like it's, it's fun. It's it's fun. It's much better than watching um, the Lakers, for example, who is just an old group of dudes, slow Shit ass show. paced. Ah, the the Westbrook LeBron thing. I remember when when that trade happened, Terry. I was saying how like from a basketball perspective, I didn't really get how it would work. I I, would, I thought well maybe at least when LeBron's out, Westbrook like plays that role as the distributor and the guy who handles the ball, but it's just disarray. The, the defense is atrocious. Um, awful. Pure it awful. It turns out you need athleticism to play defense, and a bunch of old guys are not as athletic as a bunch of young guys. <laughs> so, I mean... Uh, Khalil Mack has been hurt for the Bears as well, so he hasn't been playing. He transitioned. No, he didn't. I'm already talking about basketball. <laughs> I, we're talking about basketball, but you're talking about Nagy before. That's how we got into the topic. Read the next topic, Eagle. Yes, I'm aware. Do I need to produce your do show? We, do we want to talk about uh, firing Garrett and firing Nagy, no, though? I moved on. All right. <laughs> I moved on. It was a good segue. I took it. It was a good segue. How's it going, Eeks? It's going well. It's going well. What's therapy this week? He, write, he writes a script with 10 points, skips half of them. Yes. And <laughs> me. It gives me freedom. Freedom. Do you not recognize freedom? Um, so, yeah. So, so, speaking of the Lakers... Um, LeBron got into a physical altercation with Isaiah Stewart. Um, and, and that made me want to touch on a few things. So let's watch the altercation and we'll get to, um, we'll get to our thoughts on it immediately after. I spoke so slowly for you, Sarah. Plus, I told you I transitioned to the NBA. It's coming. Isaiah wants some of him. Isaiah's not going away. They called technical fouls because they dusted up in the lane during the free throws. 
Isaiah's going after him. I love this one guy holding down Anthony Davis. Wow. He was like 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 Steve Van Gundy being dragged on the floor. Isaiah, he's, he's bleeding badly. He's, you can see why he is so upset. They take their hands off. He may go anyway. He may go after him again. He got hit up the side of the head. Oh, he really annihilated that guy. I wish you realize how big these guys really are. Like, they could just truck through like hordes of people. So I wrote, I wrote like, uh, like a tongue-in-cheek blog about this. Yeah, I saw. And how LeBron James should be fined. It should be suspended for more than more than Isaiah Stewart. And I, I still guys, stand on that fact for sure. I, think I don't think I think Isaiah Stewart longer. To be honest, I thought both. Yeah, I think Isaiah Stewart deserved the two-game suspension for sure, but LeBron should have been suspended more. They need to make a point it's, because the. This year's been really bad. I, I the thing is, um, I, I watch the play. I don't know if it's intentional. LeBron moves his arm. I don't know. I don't know that for sure. The thing is, like nobody lifts their arm. Like Nick Wright was trying to make this point too. Nobody lifts their arm and like swings like this. Like it, it, uh, nobody box, does that. Bo- I disagree. Blockouts are more aggressive than you think they are. The guys, no, no, got, but you're not guys get hit with elbows fist. all the time in the NBA. You're not swinging your fist like he like he extended his arm. You can't see it, but he extended his arm. When you extend your arm like this, when you extend it like that, you're. Go- but if he like kind of went like this and by accident his elbow clipped him or whatever, that wasn't what happened. He extended close I, I, fist I, I in think, the eye. I think he was trying to to hit him. I think he was trying to hit him more like in the shoulder or, or chest. Yeah. He's not looking at him right when he does it. So. I think he hit him in the face when he was trying to hit him in the chest. Like, he was angry. The team's not doing well. Some stuff probably happened throughout the game. When you guard each other in the NBA, again, the game is more physical than people give it credit for. So, like, that stuff does happen. Like, we talked about sort of, like, the the uh, uh, the, the, the heat, the, the, the incident between Jokic and, uh, and, and Maurice, uh, Markeith Morris, right? Where, the ga- yeah. again, the game does get physical, does get chippy. I think LeBron was just trying to hit him in the chest, hit him in the arm. And then, like, just what didn't know that his face was there. Um, that said, like, the NBA, we, we saw the Mouse and Palace documentary, right? They don't like these altercations on the court. Um, the They don't like sort of being portrayed as the quote-unquote, like, thug league and all that. And so I was surprised to see such light suspensions, even though it was LeBron James. If anything, I thought LeBron would have enjoyed taking 10 days off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's older, I mean, the team's not doing well. You know, take 10 days away, come back, start trading guys. You know, see how that goes. I don't know. I just think that LeBron, he got some privilege for that. I think oh, that he should have. The best players in the NBA always do, right? Like, if know. Isaiah Stewart doesn't react the way he does, I think we're looking at LeBron. Because if anybody else does that, if let's say Marquise Morris does that, then we're talking. We're talking about. We're having this conversation completely differently. Yeah. But the thing is, Jimmy Butler does that. We're talking about Jimmy Butler. How he's an asshole. You know what I mean? But he's one of the stars in the league. And but LeBron James, we're not saying anything. LeBron James did an asshole move. I'm not saying he's an asshole. He did an asshole yeah. move. You can you can do shitty things. It doesn't mean you're a shitty person per se, right? Like he exactly. did a shitty thing. Absolutely. I yeah. think we can agree on yeah. that. Um. Yeah. It's it, it was unnecessary. He he hit him in a spot. Apparently, like so. I'm not a doctor. I'm just trying to get the information online like like anybody else. Apparently, he hit a part of the eye with a lot of capillaries where it's easy to bleed. So uh, right, on, right under here mm-hmm. and right around here, you can even feel it 
when you when you push down on your bone, you can feel it, and that's what cuts your skin. And it's also it, it's like it, you see UFC fighters and boxers they get cut up here a lot. Yeah, it's because there's so much there's such a sharp bone out here that some people have it sharper than us. The mind's really sharp, but and it ends up building scar tissue and it gets cut really easily. So, but if he got caught right here, that bone is really sharp. It just sli- slices him right open. There's no meat here; it's all skin. Yeah. So that's all it was, and then it rolled into his face and it made it look a lot worse than it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's the thing is, I think to both sides of this, people are sort of. Re- they're not reacting to the action; they're reacting to the reaction that it led to yeah. a brawl. That we saw the blood on Isaiah Tom, on on Isaiah uh, Stewart's face. I always want to call him Isaiah Thomas, <laughs> every single time. Um, but yeah, so so. Um, but one of the things I thought of from a basketball perspective is, is this sort of like, you know, when Tiger came back, and the young again, well, no, like the first time when he came back after all the scandals and like. He just sort of seemingly lost that edge where, like, golfers weren't as scared of the red polo on Sundays anymore. Where, like, the young, the young guys didn't, they weren't losing just on respect alone. I, I've, like, have we reached that point with LeBron James where, yeah, he's not quite the best player in the league anymore. He's just sort of one of the top tier guys, but like, in a group of the top tier guys, and yeah, win games I think he'll always be. I think he'll always be in the group of the top tier guys. But yeah, this year his numbers aren't showing that he's one of the best players in the league. And but we know that he is. You know what yeah, I mean? Because when it comes to playoff that, time. But you know what I mean? Like that 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 killer mode. Like at the end when Kobe got on, he kind of looked like a circus act more than that fearsome Mamba, right? Like or Jordan at I've the been, end of the Wizards. Like these yeah. guys didn't look like the killer that they were in in their in their younger days, right? I've been LeBron James over everybody for a long time. And after the last couple of seasons, and I saw how he's kind of like regressed really quickly. And I don't know if it's because of injury or whatever. Age too, it's hard. It's hard for me to have those arguments. Not everybody can be Tom Brady. Some people age like normal humans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, but yeah, so, so the other thing um, this got me thinking about was you remember, and we've talked to uh, Carlin Gay of uh, NBA.com Canada uh, about this. Um, do you remember when there was a situation where Daryl Mo- uh said free Tibet, um, or was it no free Hong Kong? Sorry, and um, LeBron was asked about the China thing, and, and he sat it out, right? And now um, Enos Cantor is sort of trying to campaign for freedoms because he's come he's come from a country where freedom is not guaranteed he's from turkey uh he's wanted by his own government which is not common uh, for professional nba superstars and the thing is i'm i never know how to react to these things because i don't think it's necessarily um lebron to take on all causes there are causes that are important to him like there are causes that are important to you there are causes important to me and i think it's okay to champion your causes um but i do think it's just important to to recognize that other things exist but where it gets difficult with china is man it's not like we're going to stop buying phones it's it's not like we're going to stop buying shoes it's not like the nba is going to cut that partnership because they they can't it's, it's but the only thing is, is that they they dangle the carrot, right? They dangle the carrot in front of you, and it's like with LeBron James, is he has so much invested in this, yeah. and people rip on him for not saying anything. And listen, they rip on him for good reason for not saying anything, but he also has a good reason for not saying anything. Like people can be upset for an like, economy listen, of people, right? Like like how many yeah. people make money off the LeBron existence in terms of yeah, exactly. 
all 100%. of the things that he does in terms of charities, in terms of, of selling those shoes, in terms of marketing those shoes, in terms, all of those people would also lose their jobs. And then he would be criticized for, see, you know, you put your morals online and you cause all these real people to lose their jobs. It's like, he can't win, right? Like, there's no, no, no. And also, if he says anything, he probably loses a gajillion dollars. And then the other side of it is the people who say, you know, the shut up and dribble. Well, no, but it's important for people who have a platform to also use it because if it's just regular people talking, nobody listens. So, I mean, exactly. it's, it's such it's such a clusterfuck. I don't even I don't even know the right way to approach it anymore. It's it's it reminds me of the scene in a show called uh, The Good Place where um, the Maya Rudolph's character um basically comes down to earth she's like this arbiter in heaven who decides who goes to heaven and hell and she comes down to earth experiences life as a human and goes back up it's like you're right human life is confusing why does delicious chicken have to be racist <laughs> you know pointing out chick-fil-a for example of which i am a huge fan of right so I mean, oh yeah, i had it for I the first that. time it's delicious i had it for right? the first time very good yeah yeah, yeah. It's good. Very it's good. It's a good sandwich. It's a good sandwich. Yeah. I hate even giving them free advertising, but my God, it's a great sandwich. Good sandwich. Um, but yeah, so all that to say, um, the reason we're talking about this, of course, is um, Alex the intern sent me the story. It was loaded. I was doing the show with Duke last week, and there weren't a ton of details out about it yet, so I decided to, to wait on it. But uh, the tennis player, Peng Shui, who came out about a Chinese official equating to about sort of a, a vice vice president, let's say, the equivalent. Um, she says she was raped by um, or coerced into sex by, uh, by this official. Um, in that time, she seemingly disappeared, except for this video put out by the Chinese government. So for the audio audience, I'm going to apologize. Uh, obviously, it's not in English. It's a video that takes place in China. Uh, but so essentially, this depicts them at a restaurant. We, of course, don't really have a clear picture of when it was taken. And also, there's some weird staging where they mention that it's November. It's really yeah. weird. Um, it also doesn't indicate... It, it, this is them answering for proof of life. It doesn't indicate that she's free, that she's happy. This was just on the demands uh, by the IOC, also super corrupt organization, uh, asking to prove that, that she's alive. Like, like they're dealing with... with Basically, someone who's holding hostage. And just for context on that as well, the 2022 Olympics are coming up in yeah. Beijing, and a lot of international Olympic committees, including the Canadian delegates, are looking to boycott if uh, something happened here. Essentially, right? They wouldn't go, or basically the whole stuff. So, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a problem. 
it's not good. I mean, you can tell, you can see how obviously he was a stage. As soon as the video starts recording, he's like, yeah, so we have a plan. It's better than our plan from last year. He basically sounded like Trump, just like for like five minutes, just not, okay, are you going to say a second sentence that makes any sense? He's just uh, referring to time at all times. Time, that's it, yeah. And he's like, oh, tomorrow we have this match and it's going to happen. Does it feel like- And it's November 20th. Oh, no, it's the 21st. Just letting it, you know. But it kind of feels like a hostage like holding a newspaper to show the date. <laughs> yeah. Like like that doesn't mean she's safe. It's not something and recorded of her own will. They're which also, one is she? She's the one in the blue or the glasses? Um blue, I think. The one in the blue, I believe, as blue. well. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was looking at her. I'm I, like, is I'd that like her? to pretend that I'm an expert in women's tennis. I'm not. I enjoy the sport, but I'm not an expert. I, I believe that to be her. Either way, she's also not doing any talking in the whole video. That's very weird. Should have learned weird. Morse code to send us a signal by blinking. Yeah, that would be intense. That would be intense. Have you seen? Didn't have you they, seen? Didn't Cardi- that happen already though. I don't. It was like it happened- Vietnam or somewhere. At one point where the guy basically blinked torture, and they figured it out. Oh, I didn't oh know. no, yeah, no, awesome. I'm not talking about that. There was one where it was. I don't know if it was Biden's administration, but they had like a like a, a um, how do you call it? Fuck. Um, sock puppet. No, when you when you're deaf, and you, and use hand signals. Hand signals. That's what it is. <laughs> I don't know. There's yeah, no, was, there isn't a word for it. I would assume there's a translator. Anyway, yeah. So a translator, okay. And but for the or, she wasn't for the oral any, she wasn't saying anything of what Biden was saying. I don't know if it was Biden or not. Oh, I remember this. I remember this. And she was just sitting they, there, just they, doing they random someone, stuff. I, no, it was it was actually I think the last Olympics. I think. Um, and yeah, makes <laughs> and they hired someone who very clearly didn't know sign language. And then you have a girl, Cardi B, hired this girl. To do it on the side of her stage. You ever see this? So Cardi B has a lot of explicit comments, a commentary, right? A lot of explicit lyrics where she says things like, I want to shove a slide that Big Mac truck right inside this tiny garage. I want to choke. So you see the girl going like, but so, <laughs> like this. I mean, if Cardi B has a, has a sense of humor, you imagine that's on purpose, right? Because <laughs> uh, cuss, sure. cuss words in any language is funny. So like sign language is not exempt. Oh man, I wish the eagle could find it. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, it was Jeremiah Denton actually. He was a prisoner of war during the Vietnam War, where he did an interview on TV. Eagles doing his own show torture. today. Yeah. Eagles doing yeah. his own show today. It's a let's, it's a classic moment actually. Let's Surprise get the rapid fire. Let's get the rapid fire. <laughs> oh, but before we get the rapid fire, let's tell you who presents rapid fire. <laughs> who presents? You could rapid have said fire. something, Eagle. No, no. Who? Who Dude presents Rapid Fire is Hot Streak Fantasy. Visit Hot Streak Fantasy on iOS. Use a hot sauce promo code and they're going to match your initial deposit as a bonus. It's unbelievable. Honestly, I think we've had, uh, they just sent us the report. Like they had like a bunch of people signed up uh, using the promo code. Everybody loves it. It's Hot Streak Fantasy. Use the promo code Hot Sauce. Deposit whatever you want, whatever you want, and they're going to match it. And if you use it, we get paid. That's all that matters. That is all that matters. Terry, can I have <laughs> sex with an app? You can have sex with an app. Yeah. Well, looks like I'm going to have sex with Hot Streak tonight. It's consensual, <laughs> though. I asked. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used promo, promo code uh, Hot Sauce 10 for my pleasure. It burns. All though. right. It burns. Our yeah. first topic for today, Fallen Kingdom. A Sacramento Kings fan drank a little more than he bargained for, and he ended up vomiting courtside. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love how he just didn't. He just didn't even bother going to the bathroom. Wiping it up, cleaning it up. What's what's your? Yo. Gotta make sure it's safe. If 
I am not cleaning so that up. Apparently, at one point, the uh, a, a point part of the cleaning crew included the mascot. Run. I didn't know that was In part of the responsibility. That was that was pretty new to me. A lot of the, the reactions the from the players Utah is just amazing. That's making their offense kind of percolate a little bit. Is coming yeah, from I don't care that he puked. He's got to get out of there. Transition. If anybody's that drunk to the point where they're puking like that, <laughs> it's not fun. Get him out of there. He doesn't need to be there anymore. Get him. Have you ever been, like, so shocked by vomit? Where you, like, it, it just surprised you, like, before you knew it, you're vomiting. No, no, I, I, I don't have that kind of gag reflex for vomit. I have it for like saliva. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what. I, <laughs> yeah, very weird. Do you ever see the video of the guy, the fan? I think he's like at a baseball game and he's like this, and he just starts puking all over himself for yeah. like five minutes straight. That think, video is the only puke video that's ever made me gag. It's the only one. That'll do it. That'll do it. I had I had two instances, oh. both related to bachelor parties. One was after like three straight days of drinking after uh, Duke de Graphite's uh, bachelor party where I didn't like I was good the entire weekend. And then like the next morning of talking to my wife, who thank God uh, we, were, we, we weren't yet married, but we're living together at this point. And I'm brushing my teeth talking to her. And then as I'm talking, I had to burp. And so I was sort of half stifling the burp. But then as I burped, a chunk of vomit came out of my mouth and landed in the sink. And then she oh. looked at me and she's like, yeah. I guess I really do love you because I'm not leaving you. Um, and then um, another time on my bachelor party, on my own bachelor party, uh, one insane day uh, led me to find out how much it costs for me to vomit inside of an Uber. It's $150. Yep. And I also vomited uh, mostly all over one of my close friends. Um, I have a friend who let a girl throw up in his hands. You? Sorry? I had a friend who let a girl throw up in his hands. Did he yeah, smash? No, don't do that. In his hands, like he did, he cupped. Nah, he can't do that. The, the, the streets there. Just let her vomit in the street. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Fugazi, Antonio Brown, uh, currently playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Former chef says he obtained a fake vaccination card, as explained sort of in this tweet from Jay Glazer. Oh, it's not explained in the tweet. It's. He's trying to, I think, exonerate Antonio Brown, but I can see why you're having trouble with it, uh, Eagle. It's perhaps the worst written tweet I've ever seen. Yes. Regarding the Antonio Brown situation, the Buccaneers say that one of the players that Brown's former chef, Stephen Ruiz, said was using a fake vaccine card actually took the vaccine shot in front of their staff, so they know Ruiz lied about that, according to Jig Laser. It's like a once. This is like my one of my blogs. This is awful. <laughs> It's it's uh it's yeah it's pretty atrocious, um it also doesn't mean anything. It's so it's weird how because of like the court of public opinion, one of the things that happens is agents and lawyers tend to try and get ahead of things by putting out these statements, trying to tear apart the credibility. Although you're taught basically first day of law school is like focus on facts, don't be distracted by things that aren't relevant. Whether or not he lied in the past, so like if I lied about like Terry. I've never eaten lasagna at three o'clock in the morning. Definitely Liar. not a lasagna sandwich. Liar. Um, yeah, it, it, just because just because I was lying about that obvious thing doesn't mean I wouldn't eat whatever eagle was scarfing down uh, because it was gross. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god, you're gonna die soon. It's just the weirdest thing. It's the, it's the weirdest. Um, I'm at this point. 
uh, someone from my fantasy league posted all of the things Antonio Brown's done like in the last two years. And it was so long it didn't fit in the preview picture on WhatsApp, so I had to open it. One of the things I forgot about was froze his own feet. That's one of the things we forgot about because it's been so insane with Antonio Brown over the last couple of years. His feet were frozen. She had frostbite on his feet. Yeah, yeah, that happened. That's and that doesn't even that's not even the top ten craziest shit about Antonio Brown in the last two two or three years. Because of cryotherapy. Yeah, yeah. All right, next one. Uh, Blaze and Saddles, Mizzou linebacker Blaze Aldridge took a prop with him to a press conference. Half the fun is butchering the names. He gets all of the names wrong. Uh, yeah, you know, I've seen all the movies, The Mandalorian, pretty excited about the new series, but uh, my main purpose in here was coming to show it lights up. I heard Coach Drink uh, forgot about that. On that uh, I love this guy. Yeah, uh, you, you have to draft him now, right? Yeah. Um, first I of all, his name is Blaze. Blaze is his name. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, whatever. You're, you're figuring a couple of marijuana suspensions, if that even still is a thing. Um, yeah. Then also going going to a press conference with a lightsaber, hero win. Hero Yeah. Win. Ultimate. You, it, it's an instant draft for me. And also, Eagle, it's Mizzou. Mizzou. Not Mizzou. <laughs> Mizzou. It's not a soup. Uh, all right. Uh, this one, we draw, we draw the line here because vomit is fine, shitting is fine, pissing is fine, but beating your girlfriend is totally not fine. Battering Ram, a video has emerged that showed ex-NFL running back Zach Stacey beating his girlfriend in close proximity to his newborn, along with audio that suggests that she knew it was coming and set up the video recording to catch it in the moment, I guess. Uh, thoughts? Question mark? It's, one of the most distur- one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's it's hard to watch. Terry, you, like I pointed out, is like the fact that she doesn't scream for help shows it's happened before. And you like you like basically yelled at me by text. You were like, "Dude, she set up video cameras. She obviously yeah. this has happened before." And I was like, "How did I not even see that? Jesus Christ!" Oh, yeah, man, you're right. This has happened so often that she set up nanny cams to record this happening. Uh, it it was. Was she different. was good too. Like she, she knew that she was gonna have to take like a few shots, and she was good too. And and then it, when I heard the baby like start crying, man, it fucking it broke me. It, it broke ruined my me. day. It it, it absolutely yeah. ruined my day. Um, yeah. it it was hard to watch, and I know players are flawed humans like anyone else, but uh, I I have no sympathy or pity for someone like that. It's it's a shame that anybody yeah. has to go through that. I, I don't care if the. If the player, if it's an ex NFL player, an ex athlete, ex actor, or nobody, I, I don't give a shit. Um, I, I hope, uh, I hope this, whatever prosecution is set for him, is uh, is as brutal as it can be. I agree. And last one for you, and you can actually find this directly on the Hot Sauce Sports Instagram. So if you're not currently following us at Hot Sauce Sports, go ahead and check it out. Man versus machine. A fellow Montrealer made a sprint to try and catch the closing doors of a Montreal Metro. It did not end well. It's crazy. It's crazy how the door should be open. I heard that's the question. That's the question. All come at the same time. So, like, a hundred people are running. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. 
I just wanted to hear the thud when he hit the ground again. So, um, <laughs> so a couple of things. One is the first thing I thought of Terry because I knew you just got back from New York City. The first thing that crossed my mind was stand clear of the closing doors, please. I didn't. I didn't take the metro at all. I refused. Oh no, really? No, I refused. There's I no point in New York. I mean, listen, it depends on where you're going, but like, we. How took else do you get to Coney Island? <laughs> didn't I avoided Coney Island. As one, as one should, as one should. Oh, we stayed in Times Square. We did like my girlfriend and I, my girlfriend wanted to stay in Times Square. I wanted to stay more towards like the village where like there's all like good coffee spots and all that shit. But we stayed in Times Square. It was fun, man. We had a great time and uh, no metro, cabs, Ubers, and a lot, a lot of walking. I'm big on I'm big on New York metro. I enjoy it. Um, the one thing, however, eagle about this story, um, I've since learned uh, it was faked. One of the reasons that led me to think it might be faked was uh, someone was filming it from the perfect angle the entire time. Uh, it's been confirmed by the gentleman in the video that it's faked. He wanted to conduct sort of a, uh, an amateur study uh, to see if uh, people would help him because during the pandemic, people became more isolated and uh, only thought of themselves. I thought that that was a flawed premise. I didn't find that to be the case. I think that... Uh, if anything, it just accentuated who you are. So if you were a piece of shit, it just showed people that you were a piece of shit. If you were a good, heartwarming person. Um, also, this went viral. Well. So congratulations. Your Instagram account popped off. Yeah. You got 50, <laughs> 57,000 views in less than 24 hours. Good. Congrats, I guess. Um, still a funny video, man. Still enjoyed it. I still like me a slapstick comedy. And to your point, Eagle, uh, the sound of a thudding head hitting the ground always going to be kind of funny to me. Better than the previous always topic, good. that's for sure. Definitely better than the previous <laughs> topic. Um, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for subscribing. Thank you all for listening. Um, if you have not yet subscribed, please do so. It's how we keep the lights on. Um, we enjoy doing this. We enjoy bringing it to you. Um, and we have a great time. So we, we thank everyone who's come along the journey with us. If you have not yet uh, rated, subscribed, reviewed, please do so. Uh, thank you, Terry, for your return. Thank you, Eagle, for doing your own show. But most of all, thank you all for letting me be myself. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports.